Berkey's coming up shortly. Hopefully, Loz in half an hour's time uh, from Vegas, baby. Mm. Now He's made it. He has made it. I'm told he's landed. Right here. Uh, now, just on the PGA Tour, Jake Knapp leads the Mexico Open by one shot from Semi Valamaki of Finland. Uh, it looks to be between those two. Uh, the best of the Aussies, certainly Aaron Badley, who is tied for 27th and concluded the tournament nine under par. So nine shots off the pace. Uh, in supercars yesterday, Will Brown in his first round with Triple Eight claimed victory in the second race of the Bath- Bathurst 500. His teammate Brock Feeney won the opening race on Saturday and Chaz Mostert uh, had a decent weekend as well. And he is third in the championship behind the two Triple Eight drivers after that opening round there in Bathurst. Uh, hey, boys, listen every day. Come on, no mention of the Broncos winning the preseason challenge or even the Cowboys' big, re- big win. Uh, Shane, thank you for that. I definitely mentioned it earlier this morning. We will do so again. The Broncos did win the $100,000 cash prize for taking out the preseason challenge. And they accounted for merely 40 to 14 at four pines over the weekend. Of course, both sides very, uh, very much. Well, they were missing all their players because they're all over at Vegas. Mm. Uh, and uh, the Cowboys, they beat the Raiders. In Queenby and at Seaford Oval yesterday, 36-26 was the score there. And Kyle Felt, he scored a hat-trick. But Cohen Hess may have suffered a serious knee injury. So they'll be sweating on scans there today. Uh, teenage Ethan Strange, he was strong for the Raiders as well and is a big candidate for the number six jersey there. Uh, the Raiders, but he's on report for a lifting tackle as well, uh, for which he was sin-binned. So he certainly was a bright, and uh, Loz has spoken about him a couple of times as well. Uh, certainly a player to watch there at the Raiders. Uh, the other match yesterday at Ipswich, Parramatta beat the Gold Coast Titans 26-16. to uh, Good to see Gutho back after he had some knee surgery post last season. Mitch Moses started as well. AJ Brimson, he played in the centres for the Titans. He scored a try, then he failed an HIA uh, there in the second half. So it'll be one to watch heading towards their opening round match as well. Super Rugby with Berkey coming up. The Reds beat the Waratahs 40-22 to in Brisbane Saturday night. The Brumbies beat the Rebels 30-3. to uh, That match was Friday night at Amy Park. The Hurricanes beat the Western Force 44-14 to uh, in Perth. Now, overnight in the Six Nations as well, a dramatic draw between France and Italy. Italy have nearly caused a boil over. It finished 13-all, but uh, Italy had a penalty shot which hit the post, which would have given them a famous win. Morning, Berkey. How are you? Uh, good morning, boys. Good morning. Um, uh, what about that midday? Just mentioned then about the Six Nations, uh, you know, kick to win. Uh, it, it's you, you practice that in the backyard when you're growing up and then you get the chance and you hit the post. It's like, oh, man. Like, you know, they're, they're the moment you, uh, you, you live for sometimes, unfortunately. As you said, a, 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 a famous win gone uh, lost for... Um, for Italy over France. I mean, that, that, that French stadium, um, and I'm sure you guys have all been there, uh, they would have been absolutely booing their French team. They, they, they are the best of fans, but the worst of yeah. fans. So it would have been quite incredible. Yeah, I think I read it was 30-something years since Italy have won in France against oh, Les Bleu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mate, if that's a stat, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they've, they've struggled Italy in that, in that, um, that tournament. I mean, they... 
they, they get an A for effort. Um, but um, imagine getting the win over the, the French. That would have been absolutely huge. It would have been a fair party down Paris way, that's for sure. Let's talk Waratahs, buddy. Uh, Reds were good, but Waratahs yeah. still uh, not what we're hoping for, I guess, at the start of the year. No, exactly right. I mean, go, go, I mean, start with the the, the, the Reds to, to begin with, mate. I thought they played really well. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, their, their back row. I, I think I mentioned the other day. Their back row was outstanding. Uh, you know, Fraser McWright was just brilliant. He's he was uh, you know there at the breakdown. He was he was running with the ball. He had a great combination with Harry Wilson, uh, who was playing. I thought you know he spoke during the week about taking his uh, his Aussie jumper back from uh, the opposite uh, number. Um, uh, through that from that um, previous World Cup and, and he played he played incredibly well um, and then you know capped off by the captain as well um, uh, Liam Wright as well so yeah they, they did really well uh, I thought Tate McDermott was outstanding the other day as well he's he's I think he's grown as a, a number nine certainly um, you know when you're talking about talking about leaders and, and being influential I thought he was uh, I thought it was great the other night just his ability to control the ball and control the the play every time he got the ball, he looked like he was he was doing something special. Um, from a yeah, so from a Waratahs perspective, uh, you know, two a couple of easy tries from a, a driving mall. There was a, a scrum that went awry, and there was a flick through the legs, and Tate scores down the, the left hand side. There was an early uh, try to Hunter Paisami that was it just looked really easy, you know. And, and so yeah, first things first things first, they 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 got well, they fronted up a little bit better. Um, that's that, that first half they finished. Uh, a couple of points down, they should have been a couple ahead. Again, it comes down to mistakes, um, and mistakes in moments. Uh, I, I think are uh, you know what they'll be talking about this week. You know, how can we rectify that? Uh, you know, that poor pass just before half time that uh, gets knocked on by Izzy uh, Parisi uh, that, that led, leads to their try. So small things uh, on the way through can can mean a, a big difference. But you know, going up in Queensland. Um, even though they weren't favourites, I thought they had a good shot at, at doing something, uh, and I think they would they would have come away disappointed from um, from that loss on the weekend. The thing that was glaring to me, Berkey, was this fixture. You used to look in the crowd, and you saw a lot of people there, and I don't know yeah. what crowd figure they put up, wow. but that, that just I think anyone who you know grew up playing rugby and and, and seeing that fixture and you know seeing that crowd were really concerned. Uh, and, and that's and that's a massive one, uh, Mido. I mean, I, I when the the rebels were on on the on the Friday night uh, as well, um, I looked at that game and went, you know, wow, where's the crowd? I, I know that I know the, I know the camera sits on the members' side and they shoot to the far side, but you still got to be able to fill the crowd. And uh, you know, that, that's a massive concern for the game. Absolutely, I, I, I do not disagree with you there. Um, you know, Queensland have been flying the flag in Australian rugby for. A little while as well, and you know, and the Queenslanders, we know they're parochial, and so if if they're not jumping on board, um, you know, there's, there's real there's real signs of hurt as well. So, uh, you know, the Brumbies, uh, with that good win over the weekend, um, you know, will will certainly draw a, a crowd, um, but even the numbers down in ACT are, are starting to sort of dwindle as well. So, it's a um, it is a major headache for um, for the union, absolutely, along with. Uh, everything else that's happening there with uh, you know Melbourne Rebels uh, and the rest of it, and we know that the the, the dire straits they're in. Um, if you can't get a crowd, you can't pay for the uh, yeah. you know you can't sort of wash your face as they call it um, with regards to stadiums and the rest of it. So that's a that's a that's a big concern, absolutely. Uh, 
on the park, though, you mentioned the, the match on Friday night. The Brumbies are, again, they're going to be the benchmark, aren't they, Berkey? Yeah. I mean, 30-3 to 3 against the Rebels, and, gee, they've got some talent. And, and the Rebels didn't really fire a shot at all. I, I felt sorry for them the weekend. I mean, apart from, you know, wondering where your future's going to be, uh, I thought their football was pretty off as well. Um, you know, we saw Taniel Tupo come on and sort of, you know, it's tried to lift uh, in, in, in periods of that second half there. And, and look, he's he's... I think he's a forty-minute player. He's not an eighty-minute player, you know. But that's that's his that's his go when you, when you use him in, in that um, in that regard. But the Brumbies were just clinical, you know. I, I, what I what I did like to see was that bit of redemption story from Noel Olaseo, you know, had after playing Wallabies, uh, then getting left out of sort of you know Jones's World Cup squad, uh, went over to France to to uh, to take up a short-term contract. Um, he, he he would be well aggrieved to say, well, I, I should have been there. Sometimes missing out on something like that is a, is a good thing. You know, you don't get tarnished with that um, that uh, reputation of, of that World Cup. So he came back. He chose right options. He kicked goals. Uh, you know, he'd led that team around really well. So uh, you're right, you know, they, they are the, the, the benchmark, just the way they, they get around the forward pack. They know what to do. And it's clinical. You know, uh, Stephen Larkin has, has got them uh, playing with... Not too many mistakes, uh, and and you know when you're playing at that level, that's the that's the key to be able to to, to limit that and 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 make the positives uh, into points. What about the force, mate? Any positives out of uh, uh, <laughs> smoke yeah. by the Hurricanes? Oh yeah, well I, you know I, I don't think they're going to be the only team they're going to get smoked by yeah. you know the Kiwi teams. Um, you know you're looking at um, you're looking at next week Waratahs take on Crusaders, and a little backstory about that is uh, you know that. The bloke yeah, that, Rob Penny. Uh, you're correct. Uh, Waratah sacked. We sacked. Gone. Um, you know, he didn't have a performance. So he goes and takes over, you know, one of the top teams in, in what is provincial rugby. So uh, even though they lost in the weekend against the the Chiefs, they had a fair crack at it. The Chiefs only won in the last sort of minute. Um, so there's a little bit of, you know, backstory to that. But, you know, the force in the way they played, look, you know, again, um, sort of a bit like the, the, the Rebels. They can... That they they didn't fire too many shots the other night. They got away with a couple of bits and pieces, but uh, you know that that pressure, you know, and and and, and speed and and power that the um, that the Kiwi teams bring is still Australia is, is off the pace um, in, in that uh, in that way and that execution of the way they play the game. So, you know, the, the, the games next week for our crew are going to be incredibly difficult, incredibly tough uh, as the, as they as they move forward in Super Rugby. And Hugh on the text lines just pointed out the Vancouver Sevens not great for Aussie teams. Our women just lost their semi-final to France. Yes. The men have finished 10th on to LA later this week. Uh, how was the touch footy in Dubbo at the end of it all, Berkey? Mate, uh, absolutely shattered. I'm shattered, so I don't know how to keep the feeling. <laughs> Having played uh, 13 games, mate, we had one win. Uh, and one runner-up, so they did incredibly well. Our our, uh, our crew. It's a it's such a good game to watch. You know the the, the speed, the pass, the uh, the ability to, to find space. And um, you know I'm, I'm in the girls um, area. Uh, it, it's you know they they've, they've got some incredible skills, which is great to see. So mate, we had we had a successful trip on the way home, uh, which was good. So 
Uh, lots of fun. Happy days. No billeting these days. <laughs> Bring the billeting remember, back. Remember that? Oh, that was fantastic. Just prayed for a big sister. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. That's all I wanted. Didn't care who you got billeted with. Feed. Just prayed they had an older sister. That was the best tour ever. Way better than a hotel. Great. Magnificent. Rat bag. What? That was, the only, that was the only. That was that was the that was the motivation of getting a rep tour. Mate, I didn't care if I was in a bunk bed. I was on the on the trundle on the floor. Oh, didn't care where I slept. Just wanted a big sister. Oh, magnificent! <laughs> well, I think yeah, that's fantastic. Some never change. The name of your next book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, mate. Good on you, Berkey. You, Thank buddy. you, Good on you boys. Wolf from Scone. Morning, boys. Here we go again. Bagging the refs' calls. You win some, you lose some. It's been that way since Noah built the ark. It was a great game that went down to the wire. Obviously, on the World Club Challenge on your wall. Hero for the weekend was Will Brown in the supercars. The interview they had with him afterwards in the garage was just awesome. Awesome. His honesty and enthusiasm was fantastic. He speaks really well. He's my new favourite driver after Lounsey. My villain was the refereeing and the bunker in the World Club Challenge. Not a Penrith supporter, but they were robbed. Cheers, Cardo. Boys, my hero, my 64-year-old mum, who was told over the weekend that her four lots of surgery, three goes of chemo and 28 hits of radiation, all within 18 months, hasn't worked and she'll need more. Her response, ah, well, I have to keep trying for my kids and grandkids. What a legend. My second hero, twin perfection in the second race at Caulfield, saluted at $41. My mum had her usual $2 bet on it and gave her a smile for a while. Uh, Thinking about your mum. Villain, don't really have one. Maybe the Raiders player who went to grub the ball but missed it would have won them $100,000. No name to that one, but, uh, yeah, thinking of you uh, with your mum. Trent Morning. Give it to no-name, boys. I'm not even going to give you a hero and villain. Just give it to no-name, seriously. Gosh, people yeah, go through hell, don't they? Um, you know what? Yeah. It just makes you, it just makes you realise, boys. There's um, a lot bigger things than what's happening in the world of sport. Let Very me tell you. Very true, buddy. Very true. So, um, look, we will throw. I'll throw in a, hero, a couple of heroes and a villain, but um, I think we've got probably the best we've seen in 20 years in Luke to fame, Mido. Yeah. Um, yep. He's special. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're far more an aficionado than me, but so I'll trust your judgment uh, for sure. And I've he's yeah, he's best. Put it this way, mate. If Grant Dixon took him to the States, mm. he'd be more than competitive. He'd be more than competitive over there. He'd actually probably brain their best free for all us, to be honest. Yeah. Um, he's just got gears that they just don't have. It's as simple as that. Like, And he's not even driving him. Like, it's just literally off. Go to the front, work off 27 quarters, bang. No one's getting near him. And he'd probably go 26, 25. Like, he'll just win the Miracle Mile. No matter where he draws, if he draws wide, he just wins. Gosh, what what price is he here? Oh, he'd be a dollar ten, wouldn't he? Sure, uh, if he winks, if he winks. Yeah, just looking it up. But obviously, he won the Newcastle Mile for those who missed it. The yeah, other night. sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's um, dollar yeah, dollar ninety, dollar ninety at the moment. Get on, right? It's better than bank interest. Get on, okay? Dollar ninety um, for leap to fame. Yeah, better, yeah, better than interest. Um, and also, boys, um, some. A bit of an honorary mention to all the um, dads, mums, and partners who stood in line for Taylor Swift merchandise while their um, partners yeah. were at work. So two hours and five minutes, Clarky. So I that saw was, the um, queue. Uh, and we spoke about it last week. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's, she's Mate. just. It, it's. I, I, I don't. I've never seen in my life 
this happen? Not not one person. Just the like. I feel maybe I saw, the Pope. Mate, I'm not even sure. I feel guilty that I haven't gone to the concert because I don't know another person, well, apart from you, I'm sitting beside you, <laughs> that, that didn't. Like, it, it has just been phenomenal. 96 or 97,000 in Melbourne for all concerts. And then what have they got here? Yeah, but what about how much the tickets cost as well? Mate, like 650 bucks. Uh, everyone's, none of us have got money. <laughs> none of us have got money, but we can all afford to pay for Taylor <laughs> and get a couple of t shirts and hoodies. Oh. And yeah, I know it's, it's phenomenal. I've never experienced anything like it. On you, Trent. G'day, Greg. How are you? Yeah, good, Mino. How are you, mate? Yeah, very well, thanks, mate. What have you got for us Pup, this morning? How are you, mate? I'm well, buddy. Thank you. For a Monday? Hey, I've got a very special hero to talk about. Go for it. He's, um, his name's David Benji Anderson. Dave lives next door to my mum, and um, he's lived next door to mum for nearly 30 years. He's one of mum's best mates. He goes in and has a beer with mum a couple of nights a week, which he loves doing. Uh, Dave's 40 years old and he's got Down syndrome. He's one of the best blokes you'll ever meet. Yeah. He's one of the funniest, wittiest, loyal mates you could have. And there's something that's not spoken about much at the moment, which is an international, an international uh, tournament that's going to go on over at Las Vegas this week whilst this NRL stuff's going on. It's the Masters tournament for over 35s. Now, young David was handed his Australian... I get a bit emotional. Sorry, mate. No, don't, don't dare apologise, mate. Unbelievable. He got his buddy uh, Australian jersey. Uh, Going to represent the country in America, which is uh, quite unbelievable. Gary Jack gave him his jersey last week, and we had a bit of a celebration on the weekend, which was fantastic. Yeah, good. He's, uh, his nickname's Benji because he's he's a mad Benji fan, loves his yeah. Tigers, and uh, yeah, just want to wish him all the best of luck and and say he's a real hero of mine. And big shout out to his old man Ray as well. Poor old Ray's got to suffer going over to Las Vegas to to be with Dave, he's spewing about that. Yeah, I bet imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, a, and a real special shout out to Dave's mum, Elaine, as well. Elaine's been a bit crook lately, so yeah. wish, wish her all the best as well. Great nomination, Greg. Yeah, so, well so, said, so Benji goes and has a drink with your mum, is it? A couple of nights a week. That's right, mate. Up awesome. at a beautiful place called Buff Point. Dave, Dave plays win, in the Masters tournament with the Budgie Buff Point Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they they give him the nickname Benji because he's he's a gun. They reckon he's better than the better than the real thing. Jeez, here's a compliment. Good on, uh, good on, mate. That's awesome. What yeah, have, have you got special. a villain for us? Uh, I'm just going to throw myself in, mate. It was my turn to have a punt for the punters club. Six six separate bets. Four of them run a place. Two of them run fourth, and I didn't have a single collect for the club all weekend. So <laughs> just a rat bag, mate. Mud punter that. Um, well, I'm not a mud punter. I actually give up the punt quite a few years ago, but I still love still love watching them and having a bit of fun with it. And uh, how is the sort of response on the group chat? Uh, yeah, we, we don't so much have a group chat, yeah, okay. mate. You yeah. just sort of the, the the bloke that runs it's actually my uncle Rob, who's a legend himself. Okay, yeah. Um, he just basically sends out the you know Greg Greg failed type message. Okay, sweet. <laughs> And uh, whoever's up next week, way you go. 
That's right, mate. Uh, well, good on you, Greg, mate. Appreciate the call. And, yeah, yeah great noms. Great shout-out. Yeah, good on you. Thank you very much. And, yeah, and it doesn't get spoken to... about much, mate, this Masters tournament, but it's... Um, no, good yeah. luck. Good luck to Benji at the Masters tournament over there this week. And I hope everyone has a great time. Uh, thanks for that, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, we've got time for Ben. G'day, Ben. How are you? Yeah, good, boys. How are you going? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Hero and villain yeah. for us. Yeah, it'd be hard to top those last yeah. year, that's for sure. Um, but um, no, my hero is that the B- I listen to the BBC coverage of the, the soccer in early in the mornings because I drive in, to up to Sydney and back and I've got nothing to do that time of morning. Actually unbelievable. But I love how their coverage of the football, they actually cross live to when they've got a big horse race on and they'll actually give you the last 600 metres. And yeah. I was like, geez, it'd be good if the ABC did that with the grandstand. Like... You know, the Queen Elizabeth on, they're like, all right, we're going to cut to Darren Flindell for the last thousand metres of the Queen Elizabeth, and bang. Like, it'd be good to see that start happening here in Australia. It's unbelievable to listen to. Like, the coverage is next level of that BBC on the radio. They talk about every game that's on live, and it's just unbelievable. So, yeah, just thought that'd be my hero for sure. I'd love to see that in Australia a lot more. Sure, there was um, a time that did happen. But it used to. Uh, yeah. I think it used to, yeah. But they don't do it anymore because the ABC, yeah, it's yeah. lost a bit of its way. But I tell you what, if they want to suck in some viewers back, I tell you what, you'd love to hear it. It'd be unbelievable. Even when the rugby league's on, like a Saturday afternoon game going, you know, Dragons are playing, and then like at the 47th minute, hey, guys, we're just going to cut now to the – we're going to cut to our reporter who's at Royal Randwick for the Queen Elizabeth or something like that. It'd be unreal to start hearing stuff like that. The other, um, the other thing is – I'm sure it's probably in the T's and C's as far as broadcast deals are concerned, maybe at the moment as well. It's a bit above my my pay grade, Ben. But, yeah, I reckon that could be a factor as well. But, no, I take your point for sure. What about your villain? Uh, villain's got to be whoever thought putting the V8 and the 12-hour on separate weekends. It was You looked at the crowd there for the ghost town. I had mates over there. They said it was a ghost town. There was no atmosphere they should have put the V8 and they should have made a one race. So that way the drivers would have to get their brakes changed over through the races and everything, like actually make it quite competitive mm. and put that on the Saturday and then put the 12 hour on the Sunday. And you would have got one of the most monster crowds of all time because you get the international crowd. Plus you get the um, V8 yeah, purists yeah. all in one weekend. I uh, just, yeah, I, I try to watch it on the weekend. I was a bit, it was a bit boring. And yeah. I've heard the messages saying how good the win was by Red Bull. I get that. But it was a very boring race, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. There was nothing going on because they didn't have to change the brakes. It was just 40 laps. That's it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, maybe something for supercars to look at. Appreciate your norms, mate. Beautiful. Have a good day. Thanks, mate. And shout out to those other calls. That was, a, yeah, pretty uh, hit hard. That, no. that was a very good call by old mate about his mum. No, good stuff. Uh, give us a call, 1353 53 on the text line. Uh now, I believe we might be checking in with Loz pretty soon as he arrives over there in Vegas. And uh, Loz will be joining us throughout, all for the rest of the week, by the way, from over in Vegas in the build-up to the season opener on Sunday afternoon. The two season openers and, uh, well, pretty tight markets as well for the opening games. Manly, a slight outsiders, only one and a half point outsiders at the line with Tab at $2.05. Souths are $1.75. And that kicks off, by the way, 1.30 Eastern Daylight Time on Sunday afternoon. 1.30 and then at 3.30, it is the Roosters and the Broncos. The Roosters at $2.20. The Broncos, the preseason challenge champions, $1.65, three and a half point favourites at the line. 
uh, the Bronx as we get footy. Footy for points for the first time next week. Uh, and pup, no points, thankfully, for the Tigers on Saturday night. They lost 34 to 18 to the Tigers, uh, to the Dragons, sorry, there in Mudgee. Yep. And it means they're now favourites once again in the most losses market for season 2024. Yeah, not happy with that before a ball's kicked. Am happy we're off the mark with the bye in round one, though. Mido, I'll take that. But I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if the bye is what they need right now. I think they're going to need a lot of footy together um, to build connection, confidence. Like That's the other thing as well. I know it's just a trial game, but oh, not the place that the Tigers want to be before a ball's kicked. Um, four points, the fact that they've... Yeah, they didn't just lose. They got dusted by the Dragons. And, yeah, that's... Um, yeah, not the not the best of preparations. Let's just say that. And I think that... I, I think for teams like the Dragons and the Tigers particularly, um, you know, these troll games are more important than they are for, for other teams. So, interesting to see what they do. Interesting to see how they get ready for their first game. Um well, selection as well. Like, and does who he they pick, pick, exactly right. Does he pick the 18-year-old, Lockie well, Galvin, who made the impression? Do you just roll the dice? I mean, oh, I don't know. I don't... Are we really going to trust the Caesar-Sullivan combination? You may as well throw the kid in if he's ready. And oh, he's, he 18. Gave the, he's 18. He, he gave the indications there the other night that, you know, he was up to the task. So does, he, does Benji just throw the kid in? I'll tell you what, on the other side of the fence... One of the biggest weapons this year, the team I'm starting to trust more and more, which is not what you usually say about this club, is the Warriors. Roger mm. Tuivasa Sheck is oh, going to be a weapon for them. Wow. Yep. Just inserting him into that back line yep. with what they already have. Yep. Look out. Mm. You picked your eight yet? No, I haven't. Mm. Going to go into the vault and figure that out in the next day or so. A bit of brainstorming. I'm, I, I can't wait to see. I, I'm. We'll get slammed. We're allowed to get slammed, though, because we've got no idea. Law's a lot different. I can't wait to see. I'm interested to see if he fits his Raiders into his eight. He will. Law to the bone. Mm. It'll be happening. Mm. I just think that six, seven, eight position is, those three positions. Very competitive, isn't it? Yeah. Very tough at the moment to, to guess that. And it will be a complete guess, but... Yeah, good place for the NRL, NRL to be. So many teams at the moment um, or that we talk about and even listen to Loz talk about all the different teams. There's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot, there's been a lot of change. There's, there's teams that, um, you know, I think everyone's mentioned Manly, for example. Just the team now that there's, you know, a couple of changes and there's so much more expectation. Mm. So, um, and I know you shouldn't look, too closely at trial games, but I think you do. Certainly when it's your own team, you have a look and try and find some positives. And that was the probably the hardest thing for, apart from one player for the Tigers that you just mentioned, the young kid at half. It, we just, well, yeah, I think our defence as well is ugh, not great. That's not a good good place to be. So in the lead up to Vegas on Sunday, we also get a test match over in New Zealand in the cricket as part of this tour. So two tests, New Zealand up against Australia. And, uh, you know, they're a tougher conveyance at home in their well, conditions. Been I, saying that, though, they've barely beaten us. Well, they've got to the... play catch. That's what they've got to do because I expected better out of the T20s as well. And they dropped, I think it was eight or nine catches in, in three T20s. And that is not 
New Zealand. They, they, their fielding is normally standout. So, yeah, I know the test matches are different, um, but Australia will still take a lot of confidence. There's enough players in this T20 squad that will now go into the test squad. Um, they'll take a lot of confidence out of that. They've got a little bit of cricket in, in New Zealand conditions, albeit they will be different. I, I, you'd like to think New Zealand's only way of beating Australia is to make those pitches green. You want grass, you want seam, you want swing, which is a risk against the Australian attack. But it takes Nathan Lyon out of the equation. Because even if, if New Zealand are fully fit with their best bowlers, they line up with the Australian attack, but they haven't got to spin a lot Nathan Lyon. So I think their only chance is to take him out of the equation and then hope their batters can find a way to, you know, to get through Australia's quicks, which is going to be easier said than done. Oh, how about this? We got him. He's alive. We got him. Daily. He's alive. What's doing? Uh, What's doing? (laughs) I'm just standing in the foyer of the Mirage Hotel. I've just arrived, boys. It's been a big trip, let me say that. What went wrong? uh, Well, what didn't go (laughs) wrong? Well, I'll tell you what. I I got to San Francisco this morning, so I couldn't get the connecting flight, so I had to wait a couple more hours. I waited four and a half hours at the San Francisco airport. Then jumped on the San Fran flight to Vegas. Sat between, well, I got the middle row. And oh. I've got to be careful what I say here. Um, they were two big guys. <laughs> and I was in the middle. <laughs> oh, I was in the middle. Dear. And I couldn't move. And then I get off the plane and I get into a cab. And it's the Las Vegas Marathon here today. So you can't go and use the, the strip. Well, that's uh-huh. what the cabbie told me. And then he, he ripped me off the cabbie. <laughs> he charged me 75 bucks in the airport. <laughs> and I've just arrived here now. And I just went up on the counter. And I came in all three o'clock. And it's quarter to two. <laughs> oh, my God. How buggered are you? Uh, yeah, a little. A little buggered. I didn't have uh, a drop of alcohol on the plane. I took it nice and steady. I had plenty of food. And uh, I'm excited to be here. I'll tell you what, though, boys. Uh, I saw the signs up uh, from the airport here to the hotel for the game. The stadium was magnificent. It's right near the airport. Um, and I'm just about to put my bags, um, check them in here for an hour or so. I'm just going to go and walk the street and watch some marathon run. Oh, at least you got your luggage. There's a positive. Well, that was a positive. Oh, that was the other thing I forgot to tell you. I went to the wrong terminal to collect it. <laughs> now, that doesn't surprise me. I ended up going to Terminal 1 and I had to go to Terminal 3. So Is I that why you miss your connecting? I'm like a little sleep. Pardon? Was that for the connecting flight or was that for once you got to Vegas? No, no, no. no. Once I got to Vegas, okay. that was for the, the luggage. So okay. I, I jumped on this little train and I went around to the wrong terminal. And I said, oh, excuse me, I was supposed to get my bag. And then they'd already taken the bags off, so I had to basically go to security. And the other thing, I had my wife's name on the bag, so oh. then it was a shit fight trying to get that because I, I didn't have, I only had my ID, my ID, and not Michelle's ID. Oh <laughs> no! Anyway, so what did you do? Anyway. 
You begged? Put a wig on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, she's my wife. And I played dumb. I didn't have to play dumb, but I acted dumb. And uh, they felt sorry for me in there. Well, you made it. That's a positive. Well, well, I'm here, and I'm excited, boys. Yeah, I awesome. haven't run into any... Well, I'll tell you what I did. I, I, I ran into a lot of Aussies on the plane. There is going to be thousands of people over here because I ran into people from supporting the Broncos, the Roosters, Manly, South, and they've all got their colours on. And I reckon they'll take over Vegas this week. And the cab driver actually knew about the game. There you go. Okay. And he, he knew a bit about Sydney, and he was he he, he was a Croatian fellow, and he was telling me that his mates. Son plays for the Newcastle Jets. Okay, and there I you said, go. I can't help you out. What, have they, what have they done, Loz, around is billboards and stuff? Is there a heap uh, of that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yep. Driving in from the airport in a cab, uh, I saw at least three. You sound yeah, like you're a long way from the phone, Lozza. <laughs> am I? How's that? Yeah, that's yeah, heaps that's better. Heaps better. Is that a heaps better? Yeah. I, I was walking around. I was getting excited. I started to uh, people watch. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing, are you oblivious to what occurred in the World Club Challenge or did you manage to see the game just before you left? No, I, I, I did. I watched it yesterday yeah. morning, actually. Um, gee, some of the decisions were horrible. Horrible. I don't know what the reaction has been like at home, but there was a couple there that you just shook your head and you just thought, how did they get those wrong? No, there's been a fair no, bit of fury exactly on the text what line. Have said this morning, yeah, uh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and Buzz was certainly in your camp as well. We spoke to him earlier, uh, and you know, uh, there's obviously the anti-Penrith uh, people on the text line as well. Said, well, you know, that's the game. It's the way it's been for a hundred years. You get some decisions and you don't get others. But uh, that was the one-on-one strip loss. That was a crucial moment. Uh, Liam Martin. Uh, about five minutes before the end, and obviously uh, the try that Wigan scored, Jake Wardle, uh, how you, how the referee could honestly just say that was a try, that he got the ball over the line. I mean, the referee had a guess, didn't he? Well, that's what I thought. The, the one-on-one strip, yeah, that was a bad decision. And it wasn't just the players released at the t- same time he stripped the ball either. He'd actually waited till those players released and then there was a good, felt like a second and a half before he ripped the ball out. So I don't know how he, he missed that one. Um, yeah, the try, I, look, I, I don't know how they gave it. I, I really don't. Uh, it just didn't look to be a try. Uh, but the referee obviously out there on the field, he gets a different view of what we're seeing. Um, but at the end of the day, I thought Penrith showed all the signs that are going to be hard to beat again this year. It's a difficult place to go and win over there in England. Wigan uh, are a very good football ter- team in their own backyard, um, and they played well, but Penrith, they're never dead in the running, are they? And you just got the feeling that they were going to win that game right at the death, as they did in the grand final. And while you've got that ability to believe in yourself and think you can win those games at the end of the, ga- end of the 80 minutes, uh, that'll hold them in good stead. Hang on, so was Beer Park today? With the marathon No, going? Not, not today. Not today. Right. No, well, it, it might be an option, actually. It might be an option, hmm. Beer Park. Um, no, it's, it's in the middle of the week when the, uh, the boys start to arrive. Ah, okay, but uh, right. there's a lot of tour groups over here. Um, there was a lot of uh, planes where we met up um, coming through immigration at, at San Fran, uh, flights from uh, Brisbane. 
there was a lot of Bronco supporters on, on that flight. But uh, don't you love the Aussies? You can spot an Aussie a mile away <laughs> when you go overseas. <laughs> you can spot them. Yeah, they're not hard. <laughs> you know, uh, you, you, no, they're not hard to spot, yeah. and, I, and that's why they need to be careful. So if anyone's care, uh, coming over to Vegas, just be careful because, you know, there are some people here that, that um, you know, might look at you know, pickpocketing and doing those type of things. And so you've been ripped off by the be cabbie careful. already. <laughs> and I've already been ripped off the cabbie. Yeah. But that was all right. He, he just said, mate, it's a tip here, you know. And I said, yeah, yeah, tip. And he tipped himself 20 bucks. <laughs> Because <laughs> well, as I was getting the luggage out, I just said, "Yeah, mate, put on a tip." So anyway, well, mate, you all go, good. you go, all good relax, in the woods. check in soon, chill, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, look, looking forward to it, boys. Looking forward to doing the show from here. I'll suss out the sights and scenes. I'll give you a detailed report in the morning. Sounds Beautiful. good to us. Get mate. some sleep, Daly. Thank you, mate. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> See you, buddy. See you, gentlemen. See ya. Great to check in oh, with Loz. Only Loz could all of that go wrong yeah. with. Only Loz. What was it? Baggage carousel 19. Mate, it only goes up to 16. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I knew he went to, I thought I had some, uh, he must have mentioned, uh, mentioned, he mentioned to me last week that he was flying through San Fran. Okay, so yeah. I was confused because I thought he said his wife was in LA. So I was confused why he wouldn't go on. See her. Then I was confused. He told me he was flying out Saturday, but he flew out Sunday. So I'm like, and I thought Beer Park was tonight as well, this afternoon with the boys today. So I don't think Daly knows what's going on. He's just going to figure it out day by day, I'm pretty sure. Thank God he's there. He's safe. He's landed. That's a win. (laughs) So he'll join us for the show tomorrow and for the rest of the week. Now, uh, I'll give a, before we go and preview the racing shows, we'll give a winner out for heroes and villains. And well done, Greg, who spoke so well about David Benji Anderson, 40-year-old with Down syndrome, goes and have a drink with his mum a couple of nights a week, Amazing. who's off to the Masters tournament in Vegas this week. Coming up on Radio Tab, Press Room with Andrew Brown. Brownie, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Meadow. Good morning, boys. And uh, yeah, it'd be a bad week to speak in Vegas, wouldn't it? Especially on the back <laughs> of the Super Bowl. And as far as concerts are concerned, the best I could do uh, yesterday was Susie Quattro, the Angels and John Stevens and Carl on the Gold Coast. It was a, uh, certainly a hot afternoon. But uh, that was a day after a, uh, a big day of racing, of course. And look, well done to South Australia, the Oxlade with, of course, uh, Q-Man getting home the Oakley Plate and David Fowler along shortly with Press Room to review all that, all the usual guests coming up. We'll have all the uh, race previews and plenty of news, of course, after the big weekend racing and counting down to another big one this weekend. Yep, certainly. Uh, appreciate it, Brownie. We'll catch you shortly with uh, Press Room and David Fowler coming up on Radio Tab. Punters post-mortem on Sky Sports Radio. Duff is joining us. Ron Duffersey, how are you, mate? Guys. Uh, now, this uh, two-year-old picture. Again, Waterhouse bot dominating. What did you make of the performance of straight charge beating the stable mate espionage there in the tab silver slipper? Yeah, look, I thought it was terrific. Um, I don't think there's... I really, I don't think there's a struck match between them. And I think espionage has got a good chance of turning the tables next time they meet. But not there's not much in it. Um, just that he got a rev out of the barry. Just didn't execute as well as the winner, who's just a complete natural two-year-old. He'll take benefit from the run espionage. Uh, they run very fast time, or, or very good time, in comparison to the older horses. So I think that's a big tick off at this time of the year. And um, 
Yeah, they're real. They're, they're, they're emerging as threats to Storm Boyer, yet he's got to lay his cards on the table again this week. So uh, they're just flying the, the campus with their two-year-olds. They're not going backwards. They had Lady of Camelot who probably should have won the Blue Diamonds, so she's there snapping at their, their heels as well. So all's going well um, for the stable as far as having a host of chances in the slipper. What really caught your eyes well coming out of the weekend? Oh, look, I think Celestial Legend. Um, He's always promised. We've all been waiting for him to hit 1,400. He hits 14, second up there, and and really surged through the line there. He's going to be a real real horse to follow going forward, obviously. It's going to be a great clash in the Granwick Guineas with him and Tom Kitten up to a mile now. And um, there'll be differing opinions there. It's it's, it's going to be... a great race. So he caught the eye, and there was a horse out of that I want to follow. I think he's a really good stayer in the making. A horse called Chio Wolf. Um, keep an eye on him. He was only first up. He's more of a staying type, but if he hits 2,000 metres after a couple of runs under his belt, he might be something to uh, bet on. The surround, the uh, very elegant or the old Chipping Norton coming up this weekend. We're into autumn duff. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Coming up, punters post mortem with Duff and the team, and uh, that is our show. It's a minute to nine, pup. We'll Happy Monday, uh, be buddy. joined by our mate tomorrow from over there in Vegas. Have a great Monday, you and too. to everyone. Enjoy.